Are you a Christian in name only or reality? Are you living the life God has called you to live or are you just going through the motions? Today on Rooted Daily, we're gonna see God's plan to take us from the walking dead to new life. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus confronts the church that was meeting in Sardis, saying they were alive in name, but dead in reality. And that can happen. It can happen to a church, and it can happen to us as individual Christians. We are still wearing the right name but we're zombies, we're skeletons of what we could be. And the question is, if we get to that point where we are apathetic in our faith, where we are walking dead, can God bring us back to life? And there is a really interesting and kind of strange and creepy prophecy in Ezekiel 37, the prophecy of bones. And Ezekiel is a man of God confronted with a group of God's people who are discouraged, they're displaced, they're spiritually dead. They are walking skeletons of who God wanted them to be. Ezekiel had been a priest of God uh, until Nebuchadnezzar came down and captured Jerusalem and destroyed the temple in 587 BC. And most of the tribe of Judah had been led away in chains, including Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Ezekiel. It was a time of hopelessness, despair for God's people. They'd been punished for their sins just as God had warned them uh, over and over that that would happen, and, and now their lives were empty. They were miserable, and they felt dead inside, as if there is no more future. And so God gives Ezekiel a vision. He takes him towards a mountain, and he shows him a valley filled with dead, dry bones. Bones were everywhere, scattered by wild animals. There seemed no hope of them ever being brought back together again. And then... God asks Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? That's a strange question, right? Uh, of course they can't live. They're, they're dead. They've been dead for a really, really long time. They've been whitened by the sun, dried out by the wind, scattered all over the place. To Ezekiel, God was talking about Israel. The bones of all of Israel were lying in the valley because they had no heart for God. They were dead in their disobedience. But you don't have to look any further than Sardis to see that a church can quickly become a valley of dry bones too. And any Christian in the pews can be in one of those graves as well. How do you know if your bones are getting dry? Well, when you've got no desire to get into the word and talk to God in prayer, when you start to rationalize sin, when you can quote scripture and you can attend services, but it doesn't make a difference in your life. When you are a spectator, not an active participant in the gospel. You know, I've heard the obituary of the church so many times, even from pulpits. You know, someone goes up and says, things things just aren't the way they used to be. They aren't the way they should be. They aren't the way we want them to be. And let's be clear, you don't have to look very far to see a lot of churches that are complacent, full of people, but empty of God. Too many of God's people have a self-sufficient spirit, an apathetic heart, a dead, disobedient lifestyle. They are spiritual, 
corpses, dry bones, alive in name, but dead in reality, just like Sardis. But it's almost like we're content building a nice tombstone and saying a nice eulogy about the good old days and pretend like we can just keep going the way we've been going. We can't. We cannot do that. They say that your routine is perfectly designed for the results you were seeing. You can't expect to get a different result and keep the same routine. So if we look out and we see a church that still has room to grow, if we look at our own lives and say, I still have more room to grow to come closer to the vision God has for me, the vision Christ died for, wanting, desire, and hoping isn't enough. We have to do something. We've got to change our routine to expect different results. It's like Ezekiel looking out over the valley. Can these bones live? Can the people and the church be restored, be revived? Ezekiel says, of course not. It's just a big pile of bones by now. Something would have to change. And I know I can't do it. I could sit in that valley all day long and try to organize all the bones back together, but I have no idea how to breathe life into them. Now, Ezekiel's a pretty smart guy. He knows what God is asking. He knows God has presented him with an impossible situation, and there's no normal, no natural way these bones would ever come back to life, unless, of course, God brings them back to life. And so notice Ezekiel's answer. God has just asked if these bones could live. And Ezekiel replies, O sovereign Lord, you know. God, if you decide to bring them back to life, they will live again. God has pulled Ezekiel aside for one of the most important lessons in Scripture. In fact, it's a lesson that is taught over and over and over again throughout the Bible. And the lesson is this. God can make these bones live again. God can give life back to that which was dead. That's the lesson God gives us over and over again. And it was the lesson he was now giving to the Israelites through Ezekiel. You are dead as a nation. Babylon has crushed you. It scattered your hopes across the valley of death. And there is no, there's no reasonable way you'll ever be brought back to life. No amount of effort you could put in that, that would save you, but I can give you life to that which is dead. Through the prophet Daniel, who was also in Babylonian captivity, uh, God promised that in a period of 490 years, not only would Judah be restored as a nation, but God would finish the transgression, put an end to sin, atone for iniquity, bring an everlasting righteousness, seal both vision and prophet, and anoint a most holy place. Daniel chapter 9 uh, in verse 24. And at that exact year, 490 years after Jerusalem was restored, Jesus' ministry began. And with his ministry and his death and his burial and his resurrection, Jesus finished transgression. He atoned for iniquity and he brought life to those dead in sin. God had plans for Judah. He had plans for Jerusalem, plans for a hope where once there was no hope. That's what Jeremiah 29 11 said. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God had plans for his people to live where once they were dead. Is it possible to be brought back from bones to life? With God it is. But notice how God does it. It wasn't by the waving of hands. It wasn't with some magic words. God turns to Ezekiel and says, let these bones 
hear my word. Thus says the Lord. This world, it's full of dry bones. It's full of people who are just like those skeletons in the valley who want, they need restoration. Maybe you're in that valley. You don't have to wait for some magic moment. You don't need to find the right guru to lead you into spiritual enlightenment. In fact, restoration can't come from someone's opinion, but with a thus says the Lord. That's how dry bones are brought to life. God will bring revival to our land, to our people, to the church, if we humble ourselves and get into his word. That is the only way. That's how we revive our faith. So can these bones live again? Ezekiel said, you know God. And then what did he do? He brought the word. Revival comes when we recommit to getting into the word. Even if we are more dead than the church in Sardis, the word brings dry bones to life. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and you want to make sure that others can see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk to debt. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.